in here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. And joining us now by phone, we have Santa Rosa Sheriff Bob Johnson. Welcome back to the show, sir. Andrew. Good morning. Good to have you, sir. So, um, uh, I didn't see a lot of kind of big, weird crime stories. I will always take that. That's always a good thing. I mean, you didn't have any naked guys playing around in your Bass Pro Shop or nothing in Santa Rosa County. Uh, not that we have one. Aquarium, so that's a good thing. That's right. <laughs> Cannonball. Um, so, um, but but we do have a couple of serious things to talk about. One is you got a, we yeah. got a, we got a big storm that we're looking at, looking at tonight. Of course, you never know yeah. how what it's going to be like in advance. Could be anything from a nothing to rain to wind up to seventy miles an hour and tornadoes. I mean, we don't know, and it's going to hit at the most inconvenient time, right at school bus time in the morning. So the schools are watching this. How is the sheriff's department preparing for something like this? Yeah, what we normally do on, uh, you know, if it's going to be really bad, and we we believe this is going to have some pretty hefty winds and a lot of rain. So um, we basically, we put out uh, the normal crew, but we also have extras on standby. We have a lot on call in case something does happen, you know, um, uh, power lines down, things like that. There's going to be a lot of traffic directing out of a funny field if all the signals go out and things like that. So we just have a bunch of people on standby. Okay, and have to kind of prepare for the extra and a lot of on-call folks who, uh, you know, even if they're sleeping, they need to be sure to have their phones on, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the things we've been talking about quite a bit this morning is, uh, you know, your driver safety course, which you and I have talked about many times, is one of these just yeah. kids just don't know. And, I mean, adults, if you haven't ever been in those kind of crisis situations in a car, you don't know how to handle it, and you don't want your real time to be your first time and that's kind of the point of teaching people a lot of different things related to how to drive safely and even know how to do things like change the tires right yeah definitely and um you know a lot of people think well the driver safety class is just hey you get in a uh, car with a cop, put stop signs put your seatbelt on um and that that's part of the program i think is when they get the, the kids behind the wheel they have a deputy next to them and then they get to do some uh i, I guess you'd say emergency movements mm-hmm. and um you know everything from going into a slide on a wet pavement how to correct it how not to panic how not to put the gas on which is the last thing you want to do and um things like uh, a lot of kids get uh correcting they'll have two wheels off the road and instead of just bringing it back easy onto the road they'll yank it and then of course that causes the car to flip and that's when people get injured or killed so they they train them they, they teach them how we get taught in emergency vehicle operations and it just uh I, I think it saves a lot of lives i think it's a great program no i think it's fantastic in fact if anything i wish you had more capacity I almost wish it could be every student. And, you know, I'm going to be talking to Sheriff Simmons uh, here in Escambia County about, you know, what can we do to get a program like this in Escambia County, too? Because I will tell you, I would, you know, if we were residents, I would have put my boys through it easy in a heartbeat because I wish I would have had it when I was a kid. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I wish I had the deputies and the time and the resources to make sure every every teenager that's getting a driver's license could go through it because, you know, they did away with driver's ed in high school. So this basically is the only program you have. That's crazy. And, um, you know, I wish we could do it for no, because I, it just saves lives. It's a really great program. Agreed. Agreed. Hey, last thing I wanted to ask you about before we let you go, because um, it's been relatively quiet, right? Not, not no big newsworthy type events. That's don't jinx me. Andrew. <laughs> if only I had <laughs> such power. Um, <laughs> 
but we did have a news note, and it's a really serious subject. It's a complicated subject, but yeah. um, of course, Brandon Adelot, um what has yeah. been deemed no longer necessary to have him under the kind of uh, mental health care watch facility, however you want to describe it, that he had been under. That there's no decision been made yet, but it looks at least likely that he may be moving to something that's a less high security situation over time. And I know you all have uh, opinions about this. And I just wanted to give you a chance, whatever you want to say about it, feel free to, you know, to make your comments. Yeah, well, I knew Sharon Aid a lot. I was her uh, SRO at Navarre Middle School uh, for a, a period. And I'll tell you right now, um, he doesn't need to get out. I, you know, I, anybody that could do that to another human being, they don't need to see the light of day again, especially. And I know it's bad enough you kill a person. That's that's horrible. But your mother, mm-hmm. um, you know, he he never needs to breathe free air again, ever. But, um, you know, the judicial system is what it is. And and we have to go and abide by whatever they choose my personal opinion, you know, I actually got to see the, the, the scene and it was horrific. Oh. And I just tell you right now, you know, he, if it was up to me, um, he would die in prison. So, well, I, I, I think a lot of people have that same view and I think a lot of people are willing to, you know, have some grace, uh, over the, you know, evidence of mental instability to justify perhaps not executing somebody, but, um, it's a far stretch from having mercy to keep somebody alive to reducing yeah. the level of security and taking that risk that they might get out. But then even, you know, down the road, potentially that he could be sort of out in regular society is just kind of one of these unfathomable yeah. things. And, you know, they say, you know, well, mental illness, and he didn't know what, he, <clears throat> excuse me, he didn't know what he was doing. He knew enough to leave the scene really quickly. <laughs> so he obviously knew that what he had done was wrong. Otherwise, why, why leave the scene? Just stay there and say, hey, yeah, look what I did. But he didn't do that. Um, he, he tried to, to leave the scene, conceal himself. So that obviously tells you he knew what he was doing, and he knew that he was in trouble for what he was doing. So, But that's just my personal two cents. <laughs> Well, I mean, but as you said, it's the it's the opinion of somebody who, you know, is the sheriff, was the SRO for the victim, uh, has seen this process for a pretty long time and is now dealing with this, you know, 10 years later, one of the, the biggest crimes in our area to happen right before I started in this job. And, uh, you know, man, it's kind of it seems like a very short 10 years, uh, uh, frankly, yeah, with, with all of this. Uh, well, Sheriff, I always appreciate the time. I certainly appreciate your uh, being willingness to, you know, give your personal opinion about that subject. And uh, as always, I hope that we have no big deal tonight and tomorrow. And then by next week, we have uh, another low incident week. But uh, if we don't, I know we'll talk to you about whatever does happen. Thank you for keeping us safe. Uh, thank you for keeping us informed. I appreciate it, sir.